are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. There's these two guys, and they were on an airplane, and the airplane went down, and uh, when they went down, they, they both survived and, and made it on this desolate island. And um, the first guy goes, this is for you, Jim. The first guy goes, and he starts running all over the place, and he comes back with a, with a bad report. He says, you know what, we're going we're gonna to die. There's no fresh water here. There's very little fruit on the island, and I saw no animals. We are not going to be able to survive on this. The other guy says, you know what, don't worry about it. He says, what do you mean don't worry about it? I just told you, I went and looked through this whole island. It's a little island, and there's nothing here. We're not going to be able to survive. He goes, you know what, we're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. I make 100000 bucks a week. The guy goes, so what? What's that got to do with, with you being stuck on this desert island? We are not going to be able to get off of this deserted island. He goes, you know what? I told you, we're going to be fine. I make 100000 bucks a week. We're going to make it. He goes, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just not following your reasoning. What does your financial situation have to do with us getting out of this island? He goes, you know what? Let me clarify it for you. I make $100,000 a week. I'm a biblical man, and I tithe on that money. My pastor will find me no matter where I am. <laughs> Amen? Amen. It's good to be able to be tithing men. So, you know what? You go lost, you'll be found. Amen? The series that we're doing right now is uh, Bearing Fruit That Remains, and um, I was in prayer this week, and the Holy Spirit just really started speaking to me, a message that really encouraged my heart. And, and when we spend those times and those moments in the Lord's presence, and he opens up those jewels and gems, it's something that really spurns our spirit and takes us to something that is absolutely monumental. Have you ever had to say goodbye to someone, knowing that you may never see them again? It's hard, isn't it? You know what, I don't know, maybe you, you've had a loved one or that is, that is sick and you, you, you visit them in the hospital and then you say goodbye for the night and you're just like, you know, I don't know if I'll ever see that person again. Or, you know, I remember when I was over in the Ukraine and you meet some of these kids who just really pull on your heartstrings and just, they so quickly become adopted kids and, and every time you fly home, it's like, man, Lord bless them. Will I ever see these guys again? Regardless of that, John 16, 66 says, your hearts are full of sorrow because I'm telling you these things. I tell you the truth, it's better for you that I go away. If I do not go, the helper will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. See, this is Jesus, and he's talking to his disciples. And you've got to understand, you know, we, we watch shows like Survivor or some of these reality shows, and these people become so close in a short period of time. Imagine Jesus and his disciples. See, the, Jesus became more than just a rabbi, more than a teacher, more than a friend. He truly became a spiritual father to these men. And now he starts to talk about his death. He starts to talk about there is a time that is coming very quickly where I must leave. And they're like, no, you can't go. You, what, what are we going to do without you? And he says, it is better if I go than if I stay. Because if I stay, the helper cannot come. How many people know we need a helper? We need a friend. We need a counselor. 
We need the Holy Spirit so strong and so evident in our lives that we are able to bear fruit that remains. Father, I just ask, Lord, that God, as we share your word and we dive into the book of Acts today, Lord, may we just pull out the jewels and the gems. God, may we walk in this place and just have that encounter with you this morning. In Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Today I want to do an expository message where we take a portion of Scripture and we really dig into it and learn from it. If you have your Bibles this morning, open up to Acts chapter 11 and we'll start in verse 1. It says, Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of the Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went to, into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles, and birds. And I even heard a voice say, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, I replied, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But the voice from heaven again spoke. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet and all its contains were pulled back up into heaven. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers were accompanying me, and we soon entered into the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you how you and everyone in your household could be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as he fell on us in the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift that he gave us when we, when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Let's really look at Acts 2 verse 3 to start off with. It says, when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered into the homes of Gentiles. You even ate with them, they said. See, Peter's friends get with him, and they start hammering on him because he did something which was against the law. He did something that was not right in their eyes, and it was not right in Peter's eyes, if you remember back, back when, when Peter first had this vision. Have you ever had somebody criticize you? You ever had a friend come up and just kind of share their mind? It's just kind of like, you know what? This is what the Lord has put on my heart, but maybe they don't make an agreement with what you're saying. Sometimes as believers, we may not agree on everything. We can have our feathers ruffled. It goes to war over something that we need to feel strong about, and that is what's happening here. Peter broke the law. We can read in Leviticus chapter 11 of all the things the Jews could and could not eat, and yet God told Peter to eat because he made it clean. From the days of Exodus from, from, the days of Exodus from Egypt, the Jews had lived under the Mosaic law, their children were born into the law, circumcised on the eighth day according to the law, and publicly pronounced sons of the law when they reached manhood. They lived, worked, and died under the law. The law even regulated the form of their burial. The law affected every part of the life of a Jew. 
It was much more than just the Ten Commandments. Laws were included as to what kind of clothing the Jews were to wear, what type of food they were allowed to eat, and how it was to be prepared. How he was to plow their fields and how the animals were to be fastened to the plow. How to plant and harvest the field. How to treat his family and his servants. How to worship. His entire life was patterned after the law. So for Peter to step in that place and not only, not only speak and meet with Gentiles, but eat with them and eat the foods that they eat would have been something very difficult to be able to wrap your head around. As a Jew, Peter had been brought up to believe that it was forbidden for him to have close fellowship with Gentiles or for him to eat a meal in a Gentile home. Peter had always eaten kosher food, but in spite of his cultural upbringing, Peter obeys the instructions of the Lord as he enters into the home of Cornelius, leading him to his family to the Lord. But you know what? Because of that act of love, because of that act of love by the Holy Spirit who says, you know what, I want you to go and I want you to break the law. I want you to, I no longer call this wrong, but you know what, I have a message of, of truth for the Gentile nations. We are able to receive and reap from that benefit over 2,000 years later. My friends, that is fruit that lasts. I've always wondered for myself about legacy. Legacy is important. What am I going to leave my kids what am I going to leave my family? What am I going to leave this church if the Lord was to take me tomorrow? You just never know. God, will it be fruit that lasts? Or when all of a sudden I'm out of the picture, will the whole puzzle fall? Because it wasn't based upon what the Lord has. It's based upon a guy. That can't be. It has to be a team of people. It has to be my children growing and learning and following the Holy Spirit because if I don't teach my kids who the Holy Spirit is, then all of a sudden, how can they learn if dad didn't come alongside and said, children, this is how I pray. Children, this is how we seek the Lord. Children, this is how we do it in our life and see the benefits and the blessings that we as a family get to reap because of the faithfulness of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's important that we have fruit that remains. For here's an example of fruit that has far surpassed the life of even Peter. Let's skip ahead a little bit, and this is where it really popped for me. Acts 11, 15 to 16 says, As I began to speak, Peter continued, and the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as he fell on us at the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will baptize with the Holy Spirit. As I was reading that, I was just kind of like, that word fell upon, like what does that mean, that the Holy Spirit fell upon them? You know, and it was just one of those things that I've just kind of like, Lord, what does this mean? So I, I went to the original Greek, and I looked up that word fell, and the Greek word for fall is epipito, which means four things. Number one, to fall upon, to rush or press in. Number two, to lie upon one. Number three, to fall into one's embrace. And number four, to fall back upon. Isn't that amazing? I love that number three. It just sort of popped for me to fall into one's embrace. Have you ever had that time where you just needed a hug? I remember when Cindy went down to Kansas City for about a week, maybe two weeks, and me and the kids drove down to Edmonton to pick her up at the airport. And as soon as she came through the security, those three little gaffers just went running, made a beeline for mom right in front of everybody. Everyone's coming through the doors. They knocked her over. Poof, 
And they jumped on top of her. And you know what? That's one of the highlights for life. Three kids who missed their mom jumped into her embrace. What a picture. That is what Holy Spirit wants us to do. See, I think sometimes we make Christianity so difficult. I think sometimes it's like, Lord, what do you want from me? God, not my will, your will be done. And that's all great. But I think the majority of time, the Lord is just like, come. And I love what Peter says here. Peter's just like, you know what? I just started speaking. And then, boom, the Holy Spirit fell upon the Gentiles. Did you notice it wasn't what, like, hey, you know what? It was my amazing sermon. That is what did it. I, I ushered in the Holy Spirit with the, with the amazing power that I carry within me. That's not what he said. He goes, you know what? I just started speaking, and the Holy Spirit fell upon them, just like he did us. That is, man, wrap your head around that. Do you know in worship or in a sermon or at the lunchroom when someone just starts talking about the Lord, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit can just fall upon you? That's God. He wants to meet with you no matter where you are. But I think sometimes we just make him, the Lord seem like he's so far away. But yet the Holy Spirit is not some mystical thing. The Holy Spirit is a person who wants to have communion with you, who wants to walk with you, talk with you, and love upon you. Right now as I'm speaking, do you know what the Holy Spirit can fall upon you? God, fall upon us again, Lord. Lord, we need a fresh touch. Lord, I don't want to just live life just because this is the way that I've always done things. But God, every single day, Lord, I want to fall into your embrace. Every single day, Lord, I want to be where you are, God. I, want to, I just want to come into your presence, Lord. Who is the Holy Spirit? John 14, 26 says, he's the comforter, the counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. This is, this is the... Um, Oh, what version is that one? Amplified. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to remembrance of everything that I have told you. That's the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit wants to have relationship with each one of you. My friends... If you didn't know this morning, you're in a Pentecostal church. Good morning. Now, Pentecostals, hear me. We do not corner the market on Holy Spirit. That is an arrogant statement that needs to go out the window. But we invite the Holy Spirit. And we say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you intimately. I remember my story as I gave my life to Christ at grade 10. I'm not going to get into my story. But I remember when I went to Bible college and basically I was raised in a, in a, in a Baptist home. And, and in that time, like I remember when I was a little kid and I came home from Sunday school one time and, and I said, Dad, guess what? I spoke in tongues. He says, we don't believe in that, son. I'm like, oh, sorry. I just did a bad thing. Okay? 
And I remember that I started pastoring in Edmonton, and I, and I met with a friend of mine who was one of the most Holy Ghost men that I've ever met in my life to this day. And I said to him, I said, John, let me ask you a question. I said, I know God, and I know Jesus, but how do I know the Holy Spirit? And he said something that I'll never forget. He says, Lance, you need to invite him into relationship. We're just like every day, we're just like Holy Spirit. You know Holy Spirit, you know what Holy Spirit's job is? Is to point us to Jesus. That's his job. So quite often we pray, you know what, in the name of Jesus, which is great. And Lord, I ask, which is awesome. And that's what Holy Spirit does. He deflects it from him and puts the glory on God. But Holy Spirit is what causes us to be able to do the things that we do right here in this world at this time. That's Holy Spirit. And we can walk in that place and say, Holy Spirit, I want to know who you are. I want to grow in you. Man, I want to see. The Word says signs and wonders will follow those who believe. Holy Spirit, I want to know you so intimately that you trust me with the big things, God. As Peter was sharing with the Gentiles, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Peter was obedient. That, he, that was his role, and the Holy Spirit did the rest. I don't know about you, but there's, there's so much life in that. Sometimes I think we could be fearful to share about Jesus. Our role is the messenger, and then Holy Spirit steps up to the plate. This morning I'm speaking from week to week and as Ernie leads, I've, I've already gone into that, as Ernie leads worship, it's so awesome how the Holy Spirit could just fall when we just open up our hearts to him. What are you going through? Do you feel alone? You're not. It's a lie from the enemy that you're no longer going to believe. Acts eleven seventeen says, And since God gave these Gentiles the same gifts that he gave when he believed the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? I love that. When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, we can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of the sins and receiving eternal life. These fellow believers had a choice, didn't they? They were objecting what Peter was saying. Have you ever objected to something because we didn't understand it? All of us have walked in that place where we believed a certain way, we're molded a certain way, and there's nothing that is going to change me now. Or, or are we going to say, God, we are going to stop objecting and we're going to start praising because, Lord, that's what's important. God, help us not to be a I shall not be moved guy. But, Lord, when you are speaking, help me to stand where you are. Because, God, I don't want to fight the Holy Spirit, but, Lord, I embrace you. Holy Spirit is moving in powerful ways. Holy Spirit is doing some amazing things. Bearing fruit that remains has us relied totally upon the Holy Spirit, trusting that he is able to not only lead us in our families, but also our brothers and sisters. It is understanding that we are not alone, but the Lord has sent a helper, a guide, a counselor, an intercessor, an advocate, and a strengthener to each one of us in this room. And the greatest place in the world is to fall into his arms. Amen. My friends, we need fruit that remains. We need to walk in that place that God is calling us. And things are happening right here by the power of the Holy Spirit. Sarah, I'm going to get you that roll, get ready to roll that video for me there. 
Things are happening right here under the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wants to release fruit in Cold Lake, Alberta. Amen? Amen. Go ahead and roll that. My name's Sarah, and this is my story. Um, I grew up in St. John, New Brunswick, and um, growing up, I had always um, <clears throat> grown up in a church going home, and that really gave me a really good foundation for how to live my life, but that doesn't mean I didn't go without struggle. So around three, three or four years old, I became a victim of um, sexual abuse at the hands of a family member. And um, how that, how this person had gone about things was, he really took my trust and made me feel like it was okay and that that's just how family shows love. So I had really been deceived for a long time and thought that this whole thing was all right. And that went on for probably about 10 years before I realized that's not okay and it's not appropriate. And um, after that happened and, and stopped, I really was ashamed of myself because I, uh, I think I blamed myself for letting it go on. And um, it was really difficult to overcome. But at that age, I was old enough to go to youth group, which I started doing and that was really, um, a huge changing point in my life where I really, um, I really got so involved with with God and learned the love of the Father and know learned my self worth. And um, I got so on fire for God. I was going to church like so many times a week, and um, I was on the worship team. And I was praying for kids in my high school, going all over Canada to all these different uh, youth conventions, and it was great. And once I started getting into college, I met a good Christian boy and become, became a little bit infatuated, I guess you could say, involved with this guy who um, was in a Christian home, grew up Christian. We'd go to church together. But then he started getting involved with some different types of people and some different types of things. And I followed and started drinking a little bit. And what went from, you know, a casual drink with a meal turned into um, soon being too hungover to go to church on Sundays. And then I just stopped going. And um, after that, I kind of, the relationship ended with this person and... Um, I became what you could call a bar star, I guess. And I was going out three, three times a week, all weekend, sometimes in the middle of the week. I was out all the time. And that was my lifestyle for a long time. And then as every classy love story begins, I ended up meeting my now husband at a bar. And um, we, both, we both grew up and we moved out here to Cold Lake for his job, and now we have a beautiful, beautiful little girl named Lily, and she is the light of my life. And life seemed perfect. Life seemed awesome, and we decided to try for another baby after we got married, and it was, it was awesome. And so I was looking at my life, and what can I... W there is something missing. 
life is great, but there is something missing. So I decided to look back on how I was raised, and I needed to give my kids um, a foundation in God. So I decided to start coming to Cold Lake Community Church, and I started coming here a few months ago. And um, you guys have been like family for me. And um, in November, we found out we were pregnant. And that was the best news possible. And then in January, actually the day right before my birthday in January that just passed, we found out that we lost the baby. And um, that was... That was really difficult for me. You know, the things I've been through in my childhood growing up, you know, you don't understand why you go through certain things. You, you think certain things are, are not really fair. But I had been able to forgive the person who had hurt me in my childhood, but this losing a child was really... It wasn't about my life. It was about my child's life, and that I couldn't understand why that happened but I knew I had um, I had a choice to make I could either choose to get really really angry and really really bitter towards God for what had happened because it's something I didn't understand or I could choose to go to him and the way I look at it it's it's kind of like if you're a kid and you go to the park with your dad and you're just playing and everything's great and then you fall and you scrape your knee. You know, you can either react like, start yelling at your dad, Dad, why, you knew I was gonna fall, you knew I was gonna get hurt, why did you let me get hurt like this? I, I don't wanna play anymore, I just wanna go home, I hate you, I'm so mad at you for letting me go through this. Or, or you could go to your dad, your father, and you could say, Dad, I don't know why, I don't understand why you let me fall, and I don't understand why you let me get hurt. I don't understand why these things happen, but would you just, would you just kiss it better? Would you just hold me and, and make it feel all better? And when you choose that, when you choose to go to your father and just let him hold you, there is something about his kiss that once he kisses that boo-boo or whatever, that wound, even though he kisses it and the wound still hurts because wounds take time to heal, you're, you're able to get up and continue playing. You're able to go on. And that's kind of the whole revelation I've had in my experiences, that there's tons of things that go on that I don't understand, that I would rather not have happened. But I do believe that all things work together for my good. And if you just choose to serve God, your life will be so much more, I feel a whole lot more free. I'm 24 years old, I know God has promised me another child. And I am able to live my life without that bitterness and without that anger. And 
I'm just really excited to see what God has in store for me next. And I hope that anyone who is listening to this can relate that no matter what you're going through, you have a choice and you can choose a loving God or you can choose a, a bitter heart. And I pray that you choose love. Is that cool? I pray that you choose love. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, long-suffering. My friends, that is the Holy Spirit. Ernie, would you come? My friends, I pray the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. And he's saying, come. I want to embrace you. I hope that popped out for you like it did for me this week. Man, I tell you, it was just like, wow. God, I want to fall into your arms. And I choose to do that, God. Sarah, through trials and tribulations, chose to fall into the presence of the Holy Spirit. I choose to fall into your arms. Maybe you're here this morning, and you're going through a rough time, and it's a bit of a rough journey for you. Just going to dismiss the service now. You're free to go. Have a great week. But if you would like prayer, myself or one of the prayer team would love to lay hands on you and pray with you and stand with you, knowing that all we need to do, man, that just takes all the pressure off as a pastor anyways. Lord, I don't need to come up with something that is amazing. All I need to do is speak. And Holy Spirit, as I do that, Lord, will you fall upon people? So I bless you in Jesus' name. And again, if you like prayer, we'd love to pray with you this morning. Have a good week. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.